or what is the reason for possible podcasting podcasting but don't know how do you want to make money from your podcast do you want your podcast to be broadcast on various platforms you have one single answer to all your question anchor anchor helps you to create and edit your podcast it shares your podcast across various other podcasting platforms like spotify breaker google podcast all you need to do is anchor this cannot record your podcast and anchor does the rest anchor the one stop podcasting platform for you today we take a look at one of the great revolutionary stone south who was a terror to the british with his lightning raid tactics and a very stubborn resistance veera pandya kattabomman a legend in tamil nadu a man who was an inspiration to other revolutionaries one of the heroes of the polikar wars that was fought down south against british rule veera pandya kattabomman was born in a small village called as panchalan kurichi located in tamil nadu's thoothukudi district the village gets its name from the fact that five pandya chieftains or pancha pandyas put up a brave resistance against the bondurai nayaks in a valley the tamil word for valley is kurichi this place was founded by jagavira pandya when he saw a hare giving chase to the hounds and considered it a land of great valor it was not surprising that this place would give birth to one of the greatest warriors ever against british rule veera pandya kattabomman veera kattabomman's ancestors originally belonged to andhra pradesh and they are believed to have migrated to a village called salikulam in tamil nadu his ancestors belonged to what was called as the togalwar community a community of very skilled warriors known for their stubborn never say die attitude on the battlefield kattabommu was then a chief god to the pandya ruler chakavira pandyan of veerapandipuram currently it is called as ottapidaram which also accounts for their name when jagavira pandyan had no male heir to succeed him he crowned kattabommu as his successor who called himself as jagavira pandya kattabommu and later founded the town of panchalam kurchi he built a fort there with a 12 feet high wall 500 feet length 300 feet breadth made of black clay and mixed with straw or pandi paddy surrounded by thorny bale bushes the fort was considered quite impregnable and could withstand any form of attack veera pandya kattabomman was the 47th in the line of the dynasty rulers 
the eldest son of Jagavira Pandya and Armukatamal. Armukatamal. He had two younger brothers, Omai Turai, Turai Singam, and two sisters, Isuvaradvi and Turai Kannu. Crowned as a ruler on February 2nd, 1790, when he was 30 years old, Katabomman proved himself to be a wise and capable ruler. Maintaining good relationship with the neighboring chieftains, he was ably served by his generals Vallai Thevan and Sundaralingam. A devotee of Murugan of Tirichandur, he constructed 45 bell towers between Panchalam Kurichi and Tirichandur that would convey the time of the puja in a relay system. Also a great pattern of arts and music, he generously, he generously donated to many scholars, musicians and dancers. It was during this time that the East India Company had established itself at Fort St. George in Chennai, ostensibly for trading. In reality, they were slowly establishing their rule over India through a policy of divide and rule. Their tactic was simple. They would strike a deal with an Indian ruler, ensure that they were in debt to them and had to act as per their bidding. One such ruler was the Nawab of Arkot, who ruled over a very large amount of territory in Tamil Nadu. With the Nawab in full debt to the British during 1781, they demanded the right to collect taxes from his domains. Though the Nawab was opposed to this demand, he was helpless. And the British took advantage of the fact that the Nawab did not have money to pay his soldiers either, and they shrewdly merged his army with theirs. With the Nawab coming under the control of the British, they slowly began to bring all the other rulers of the South under their control. The East India Company announced that the Nawab had no authority now, and the Southern rulers were under the direct control of the British. Restrictions were imposed on construction of new forts or formation of army. In effect, the rulers were reduced to plain contractors for the British. Katabuman was furious at the British Kaldajiri and he took a plea to end this. Soon he began to gather all his neighboring rulers Nagalapuram, Kolarpati, Kulattur the Jamindas of Sivagiri, the Maruttu brothers of Sivaganga, a section of the Ramnad royal family, forming a union of sorts against the British. The British, however, successfully managed to win away most of the rulers and who in turn advised Katapaman to make peace with the British. The British also took advantage of the petty differences between the rulers, for example, Etappa Naikar, the Jamoran of Itayapuram, who became one of their most trusted allies. In spite of the repeated pressure in the British winning away his allies, Katapaman stuck to his stand and he refused to pay any taxes to them. In fact, he intensified his revolt against the British and also received support from the Maharaja of Ramnad. When the Maharaja was arrested by the British in 1797, Katapaman along with his brother Omaturai gathered forces to attack them at Sivagiri and the British took this as an opportunity to trap and capture Katabaman.
Around the same time in 1798, Jackson took over charge as collector of Tirunelveli and he managed to win over most of the local jamindars and chieftains to his side. Except Kattabomen, who expected a formal invitation. Not surprisingly, Jackson was annoyed by Kattabomen's attitude and he wrote to him saying that if he did not pay the taxes, his territory would be seized. Kattabomen, however, ignored those letters. A furious Jackson ordered his arrest. However, the other British authorities advised him to call Kattabomen for, for talks. Jackson asked Kattabomen to meet him at Ramantapuram, which he accepted. However, he indicated that he wanted to meet Kattabomen alone, which was more a trap to arrest him. Knowing fully well that this was a trap, Kattabomen nevertheless walked in alone to meet Jackson, leaving his guards outside. And there was a long exchange of words between Kattabomen and Jackson over paying the taxes. And that is where Kattabomen uttered the famous words. Why do we need to pay tax to you? Have you planted the crops? Have you watered them? Did you sow them? A heated battle ensured between the British forces and Kattabomen's army, in which an officer Clark was killed, and his minister Tanapati Pillai was captured by the British. Kattabomen wrote a letter to the higher authorities asking them to release Pillai. Jackson was dismissed and sent back to England, and in January 1799, Lossington took charge as a new collector. Lossington once again invited Kattabomen for talks, and he gave him permission for his guards to accompany him. He arrived at Ramantapuram with his full army, and he refused to meet Lossington unless given a formal invitation. The collector insisted that Kattabomen must pay tax, though his revenue officer at least, to which he flatly refused and returned back to Panchalam Kurichi. Left with no option, Lossington wrote to the authorities and recommended war as the only option against Kattabomen. September 5, 1799, the British under Major Bannerman invaded Panchalam Kurichi. At a time when all its subjects were celebrate, celebrating a festival at Trichendur. Kattabomen, however, had advanced information of this attack and was ready. Earlier, when Bannerman asked Kattabomen to surrender, he definitely replied, We are the sons of this soil. We live with prestige, honor, and dignity, and we let our soul die for the prestige, honor, and dignity of our land. We don't bow down to the foreigners. We will fight until death. One of the most pitched and intense battles was fought with neither side giving an inch. Facing strong resistance from Kattabomen, the British was forced to retreat and Bannerman bided his time, awaiting the cannons from Palyamkottai to break down the fort. Once the cannons arrived, the fort could not withstand the assault and broke down. Kattabomen lost his able general, Velay Tevan. On the last day, an injured Kattabomen was escorted from the battlefield by his aides and took shelter in the home of the Kolarpatti Jamindar, 
However, the forces of Itappa Naikar surrounded it and once again Kattabuman had to escape. His minister Tanapati Pillai Toh was captured, killed at Nagalapuram and his head was placed for display at Panchalam Kruchi. For some time, Kattabuman and his men took refuge in the Tirukalam, Tirukalampur forest which came under the Raja of Purukottai. Knowing this, the British forced the Raja to trace him and hand, hand over to them or else his kingdom would be destroyed. Under pressure, the Raja ordered a search and on September 24, 1799, Kattamaman was traced out and arrested, handed to the British who was sent to Kaithat prison for custody. The trial began on October 16, 1799, where the British invited all the local Jamindas in what, in what was essentially a fake trial. Kattabaman refused to surrender, give up on his self-respect and accuse the British of illegal immoral occupation. When the British offered him amnesty if he asked for a pardon, Kattabaman shot back, do what you want to do, you cowards. October 16, 1799 From a tamarind tree at Kaitar, Veerapandya Kattabaman was hanged to death. A great son of Bharat gave up his life. He would inspire a generation of freedom fighters and revolutionaries in Tamil Nadu and become a legend of sorts. On his Jayanti, my respects to one of the greatest revolutionaries ever in the history of India, Naman.